Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to a special episode of the Super Chevy Brothers podcast. Why you should play Neo 2. Subtitle, Neo 2 Electric Boogaloo the Review-Galoo. I'm your host today, and I'll be letting you know what Neo 2 is all about. We'll go over the gameplay, endgame, story, difficulty, and differences between Neo 1 and 2. Just in case you don't already know, Neo 2 is a character action Souls-inspired RPG set throughout the Sengoku era of Japan. Nailing the genre of this game is difficult as it is a culmination of at least three keystone games, Dark Souls, Diablo, and Devil May Cry. Neo replaces the bonfires, dragons, giants, and skeletons of Dark Souls with shrines and yokai such as humanoid ravens, tiggle bitty catwomen traversing on chariot wheels, and more skeletons. It's a Diablo clone whose tutorial doesn't end until Negoin Plus starts and showers you with weapons, armors, items, and pages and pages of item descriptions. And Neo 2 in particular provides fluidity and a demon form for your character, reminiscent of Devil May Cry. Neo is a crossing of ambitious ideas that have been tied together and refined in Neo 2. But first, we have to get to the story. And we do so only because I don't want to end on a bad note. Is the story bad? No. Actually, I like the story of Neo 1 and 2. I really like the stories. I'd go as far as saying they're good stories, but it's got to be one of the worst ways to tell a story that I've seen in a video game. The story of Neo has many hurdles to get over, and unfortunately it tripped and busted his fucking face on the track. A list of old Japanese names is a bore. For anybody to remember, even Japanese people, uh, without knowledge of who or what, when, and why of the Sengoku era, there's more to learn about the setting than there is to learn about the story. The way the story is handled is very amateurish, not in writing, but purely in the execution and presentation. Here's a list of what's wrong so we can keep it short and quick. Number one, every single Kami damn cutscene introduces a new character and doesn't do very much at all to ingrain them into the story, our memory, or relevance. At two separate points, two very important characters die. And when you find out, there's no impact because we saw them once or twice. We didn't really speak, our character doesn't speak, and who gives a fuck? They died. It's, it could have been anyone. Two, half of the plot is told in cutscenes that happen before and after missions, which is usually it how, okay, and that's usually how games work. But missions can last hours for some players. It is a hard game, and it's hard to keep up when the plot comes at you one minute at a time with two hour intervals. The other half of the story is told in text. The character illustrations and cutscene descriptions explain so much of the story, which is cool, 
The problem is that these details and the illustrations are not ancillary. They're key to the plot, they should be up front and center, but they're not. They're hidden away for those who only care enough to read. 3. If you didn't play Neo 1, you're literally missing out on half the story and half of the conclusion. Yeah, sorry for the spoilers, but Neo 2 is very much tied to Neo 1 and actually makes the Neo 1 story better. There are lots of holes in Neo 1 that are answered with Neo 2. Having played Neo 1, Neo 2 became a really cool story that rewards anyone who did play Neo 1, but blanks everyone else. 4. Bingo's voice acting is poor. Uh, I'd even go as far to say it's silly for the most part. William's voice actor is uh, better than any of the others, uh, or most of the others at least, and that's pretty pathetic. Because William sucks. 5. Your character doesn't say anything, like I said earlier. It doesn't say anything ever. It doesn't make any sense. Other games do the same thing. Uh, Dark Souls, Halo. You could pick so many games that do it, but they all do it better. Those games directly avoid other cast members asking you questions. Doesn't do that. Instead, characters have full conversations with your protagonist and he stares at them like an adult. Sometimes he nods. I get the immersion tactics include not forcing people to reply, uh, not forcing replies from the player's avatar, but the story goes the way it does no matter what the player does. So giving a voice to the player wouldn't result in any responses that aren't generally expected or neutral, but it would give more heart to the story, and it's pretty silly watching your character look like adult. But now let's move on to the better stuff, like Neo 2's gameplay. Mewtwo has two great strengths, its gameplay and character building. Neo's gameplay is, at a glance, very similar to Dark Souls. You start at a shrine, fight to the next, and then the next. Open shortcuts, collect souls, or Emrita in this game, until you reach the boss. However, beyond that, Neo sets itself apart in a number of ways. At shrines or bonfires, you have a multitude of options besides leveling up. Call in up to two friends or randoms to help you on your mission. An improvement over Neo Uno, which only allowed one co-op partner until the end game, the Abyss. You can manage your yokai abilities, trade loot for Amrita and currency, buy much needed supplies, and manage your spirit guardians. There's tons to do at a shrine. Throughout each mission there are Kodama as well. Little collectibles that let you customize your drops. You can get more equipment, more Amrita, more items, and a few other things. Their own sen that give you a recovery boost. Secret walls called Nurikabe that hide treasures and secret shortcuts. And that's just the level design, which clearly has the full intention of having you revisit mission maps multiple times to find all the secrets and speedrun the bosses. The combat really separates Neo 2 from its influences, including Neo Uno. During combat, as is common in Souls-likes, you have a stamina, or key bar in this game, that drains with every attack, dodge, and roll, but in Neo there's no need to simply wait for your key to regenerate. In fact, doing so will lead to death. Neo features and requires a key pulse mechanic, which allows you to recover key after performing actions, and with precise timing, you can max how much key you recover, allowing you to continue your onslaught. In addition, each weapon has three stances, high having the strongest attacks that sap the most key and time, 
Mid stance, providing a balance of key usage, power, and speed, and low stance, which allows the player lightning fast attacks with low key usage and high mobility, all at the expense of damage. And while you're in the middle of doing that, you'll also have a magic gauge, known as an anima gauge, that allows you to unleash yokai abilities that summon or transform you into the very yokai that you kill. This bar fills up with every hit that you land. While using your two of nine available weapons, you'll build an in-game proficiency stat for each weapon with each hit. Each level of proficiency will allow you to learn a new active or passive skill for your weapons, and each hit increases your familiarity with your weapon, which in turn raises its attacks and stats. And finally, there's the Amrita Gauge, which when filled will allow you to shift into your yokai form. Managing key, skills, stances, anima, and nine different weapons adds an immense amount of difficulty to a game laden with traps, ambushes, and one-hit kills. Let's talk a smidge more about the weapons. Neo 2 features nine close combat weapons and three ranged weapons. All the weapons serve a specific purpose in combat, uh, and all of the weapons are fun. Axes, hammers, and odachi help you overpower your foes. Spears and Neo 2's newest additions, the hatchets and the switchglaives, give you the ability to pummel your opponents in the flashiest ways possible. Tomfin Kusarigama lead you to bull rushing yokai with dozens of strikes per combo. Katana and dual katana allow you the ability to take advantage of both humans and yokai. The rifles, bows, and cannons are great for targeting weak spots and creating pinata explosions of loot and Amrita. All the weapons are worth using and come with skills that not only enhance the visual presentation of play, but also bring different levels of utility to a playstyle. Maybe you're not very good at character action, or learning button combinations is difficult for you, or maybe melee combat isn't very attractive to you, maybe you don't like swords and things of that nature, and that's okay. You can be a magic user, filling the screen with a spectacle of lightning, fire, water, and if that's not cool enough, you could try a ninja build and decimate yokai with shuriken, bombs, and elemental feathers. Neo is fun because you get so many ways to run through levels and take on Neo's hardest challenges. This gets us to the difficulty of Neo 2. I personally don't see value in having more difficulty in a game. Yeah, I enjoy a challenge. I platinum Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Uh, I look forward to every Monster Hunter update. Uh, welcome back, Kolteroth. I play my first... Uh, playthrough of most games on hard and I don't use guides, I can enjoy a difficult game. But a game being difficult does not make it good or bad. However, in Neo Souls born communities, difficulty is the go-to way to measure dicks. So let's put it on the table and talk about difficulty. I've played Neo Uno and Dos in every way possible. I've been through every mission solo, normal way to play, co-op, no risk, all reward, boss run style, and yokai realm or in Neo 2 expedition. Fighting damaged sponges while tasked with keeping yourself and your partner alive without checkpoints. I know all of Neo's corners. The game is hard. It sets you up for failure by the way of traps, enemies that can kill you in two hits or fewer, and bosses that exploit your weaknesses through fights. Neo starts you with nothing, but gives you every avenue to get strong, even if you can't get good. And the difficulty curve in Neo is softened by the freedom that you're allowed in customization. So while Neo is very difficult, it is more than manageable if you dip your toes into gear management and co-op. And here we are at character building. 
My favorite part of Neo. Neo 2 allows you so many ways of growing strong. Of course, level up, increase your weapons level, that's cool. But mastering Neo and growing strong can only be done outside of combat. Every single piece of equipment comes with customizable stats that allows you to build a character whose strengths lie in your playstyle and make up for your weaknesses. Do you want to strike down your enemies with magic? There's a build for that. Do you want to be an immortal who drains a life from every enemy and never dies? There's a build for that. Do you want to run straight to the boss fight without fighting a single mob or aggravating any of the enemies? There's a build for that. Do you want to earn as much Amrita as possible That's so that you can out-level the mission ahead of you? Have your own slaughter of pigs? There's a build for that too. And this is where Neo truly shines. If you have the patience to learn the intricacies of Neo's weapon stats, blacksmith, and jutsu, you can become whatever you want and take down any foe in the game as easily as you want. The best part is that they all work. You can beat Neo with any of these builds and anything you can create, come up with. Neo, more than most games of its kinds, allows you to beat the game however you want. There's always a way, you just have to find it, and all the difficulty kind of melts away once you do. Until New Game Plus. See, in Neo Uno, New Game, or your first playthrough, is actually a lengthened tutorial. New Game Plus is where the actual challenge of the game starts, and Neo 2 follows the same suit. Except, with Neo, New Game is not just everything harder and feeling like you're starting over. New Game Plus, sorry, is actually where you find out how strong you've really got. Currently, I'm still playing, of course, <laughs> Neo 2, and I've saved up 100 million. I haven't leveled up in quite a while. I'm in New Game Plus, and with my friend, Dan, we still blow through so much of New Game Plus because we spent time making our builds. Super, super, super fun. This is Diablo set in Japan, but with full combat control. Now, with all that said, there's one problem that really irks me, and I'm sure it, it has uh, upset some other Neo fans. Neo 2 has added conflict rules to skills. For instance, you can't roll attack increase in relation to your magic stat, and melee damage plus 4%. You can only have one of the two. Some of these rules existed previously, but now they've been expanded considerably. And I get it. They saw the ridiculous builds that people put together, and they wanted to curb some of the cheese. But instead, these conflicts have only limited the kinds of strong builds available. Each weapon has seven slots, and if so many stat rolls conflict for each stat that you add, you eliminate the possibility of three, four, and sometimes almost a dozen others. After filling four or five slots, there's only so much that you can possibly add because most skills will have been eliminated from the list. This has led to a true meta that is very thin. You want to be as strong as possible in this game, and all you care about is damage. All you need is poison, poison accumulation, and melee damage to poisoned enemies and you will be doing something like a 180% damage. It's kind of crazy. There are other builds you can make. You can go to YouTube and find dozens of creators who make these really interesting builds. Builds that keep you alive, 
with high defense builds that don't let you die at all because you can constantly refill your health builds that one-shot bosses in different fights builds that use only ranged weapons builds that only use kunai or shuriken or bombs to kill people there are tons of kinds of builds but it's very clear that if you want to have the top 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 damage going with 180 percent against poison enemies is the way to go and that's too bad especially with neo one opening the floodgates to making so many things hopefully this changes with the introduction of dlc and updates in the future as dlc tends to add a whole bunch of things the dlc in these games is rad the dlc is so full of content and the dlcs add even more level caps raised for the players the weapons, the soul cores, we're assuming, and each stat. New areas and missions are added. New weapons are introduced along with new skills, armor sets, weapon types, and gear stats. And of course, there's more story. It's really something to look forward to, and buying the season pass, at least for Neo 1, felt like a really good deal once you actually get into how much content are purchasing. DLC in Neo 1 was super super fun and I'm really excited and looking forward to the DLC for Neo 2. Unfortunately we're in the Corona times so we might have a little delay but we'll see. In all honesty when Neo 2 was announced and gameplay was shown I was skeptical. I didn't know why we needed a Neo 2, especially after all the gameplay just looked like more Neo. Graphics looked the same. Combat looked the same. Enemies, same Yoki. The only change I could see was that there was a character creator, and I don't have hope for most character creators, especially ones in Japanese games. They're usually pretty limited. I had played through 90% of Neo Uno, somewhere around 2017 when it first came out, and while I enjoyed it, and I still do, I didn't feel the urge to play a second version of the same game, with the same moves, same combat, and looked like the first. But then came Corona time, and with it came time to play games, and with Neo 2 around the corner, I decided to hop back in Neo Uno just in case I would change my mind. I finished Neo the first. I changed my mind. <laughs> I started Neo 2 and I was converted to the Neo lifestyle. I say all of this to highlight that uh, much of what's to appreciate about Neo requires a bit of time sink and effort to learn the systems of the game past finishing the story missions. And the improvements packed into Neo 2 are much more enjoyable after playing the first. So in this section, I'm going to cover the differences, both good and bad, between Neo Uno and Neo Dos, which will lean heavily into what I actually like about the game and why I think it's more than worth playthrough. I fell in love with Neo Uno just a few weeks ago, uh, but there are problems with the game that bug me and others in the community. Personally, my only problem with Neo the First is that it doesn't communicate very well. And some of the menus are downright messy and completely utterly unintuitive. If you peruse Reddit, you may hear some complain that the first Neo has unfair bosses who break the rules of the game, or attack in an unpredictable way. In-game builds are one-shot gimmick styles that only focus on damage instead of playstyle. Story progression doesn't have depth, 
and the movesets for some weapons are robust while others are skin, and there's too much RNG. All those things for the most part are solved and improved in Neo 2. First and foremost, the menus are way better, even though they're not perfect. No longer is there a secret button to access the tempering menu within the reforging menu. In fact, reforging has been cut entirely and tempering gets its own menu within the blacksmith, reducing the menu clutter and skimming some RNG. In case you don't know, reforging is the ability to use materials and money to randomly reroll stats on your gear, weapons, armor, while tempering uses materials to select what rerolls you want. A favorite menu has also been added which allows you to better separate the loot you want from the chuff. And a new button is used to give you extra options such as moving items to the storehouse, adding them to your favorites list, or locking them to keep them safe from accidental disassembly or sales. One absolutely great thing about Neo the First was that at any time, in nearly every menu, you can press the start or options button and get a description of each skill, stat, and effect. In Neo 2, this is expanded upon with an icon dictionary that explains your status effects as well, and there's a filter system that lets you find the gear that you want in a very pinpoint fashion. As far as unfair bosses are concerned, if you thought Neo Uno bosses were too difficult, spammy, or just plain unfair, rest assured that Neo 2 has solved those issues. The boss fights in both games are great to me, but Neo 2 bosses are admittedly more memorable in the issue of balance between yokai and human opponents, both in number and power has been addressed. For bosses, we have more puzzle boss yokai and more human yokai hybrids. In a general sense, the balance in the key system with yokai has been rebooted. In Neo the First, key management is crucial for the player and humans. But yokai, even with a key bar, see little to no detriment from losing all of their key. The meta would be to hit the weak spot, get a quick stun, and attack until the key returns, and the yokai is at full power again. Reducing the key of a yokai was only slightly beneficial, and only for no more than 2 or 3 seconds. Neo 2 revamps this system completely. Yokai are now much more heavily susceptible to key damage. Greater Yokai's key, and they stagger and take considerably more damage for as long as you can keep up a relentless attack. All enemies, humans and bosses included, have burst attacks that leak an ominous red orb before unleashing a very deadly attack that will nearly always result in a death. While these attacks are deadly, the player has three different burst counters that can interrupt these moves, sap key from the enemy, and provide an opening for massive damage. The burst counter comes in three forms, parry, guard, and dodge. Parry is a brute, guard is phantom, and dodge is feral. All of which come tied to guardian spirits. This along with the yokai abilities gives Neo 2's combat the depth it needs to surpass its predecessor. Neo 2 has secret skill moves as well, you can obtain them from rare boss drops. Neo 2 allows you to create your own character. Neo 2 has more and better enemy designs. Neo 2 does what Neo Uno does, but it does it better. Neo 2 is a great game. Neo 2 does most of what it promised, and I think the people who made it should pat themselves on the back for a few seconds. All their improvements have been significant, new introductions, whether character creation or combat additions have all made Neo a better game. 
We like challenging combat that gives you the option to get as deep as the ocean or simply the bend in your knee. Neo is the game for you. If you like Japanese history, Neo's for you. If you like the aesthetic of demons, Japan, old times, warring, swords, Neo is definitely a game for you. Thank you for listening to me babble on about a game. If you'd like to purchase Neo and help the show, take a look at the description and use the links to get a physical copy from Amazon or a digital code that you can use on the digital store from PlayStation, Xbox, or wherever you buy your games. You can also find our Twitter, Discord, and YouTube in the description. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.